Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode of the Money with Clay podcast. I am excited to once again bring you my thoughts and bring you um, what I find to be worthwhile information, what I find to be worthwhile wisdom from people that, I mean, I look up to and as weird as it sounds, I like to, no, this is nothing new for those of you that have been longtime listeners, but I'm a big believer in, you know, you got to surround yourself with quality people, iron sharpens iron. I mean, if you're surrounded by a bunch of people that are always complaining, odds are you're probably gonna be one of these complainers too because that's all you hear. Whereas if you're surrounded by people that you know have goals, that you know believe a certain way, that strive for certain things, and that have you know a certain perspective on life, then odds are you're going to also strive for those same things. You're going to have that same perspective so that is why surrounding yourself with quality people, people that are going to lift you up, people that are not going to drag you down is so important. For me, I like to do that in a way of just kind of who I listen to and, and who I respect. Not, that, not, I'm not, I don't mean for this to come across like this is some sort of like mind-blowing discovery on my part and nobody's ever thought of that before. No, I mean what you read, what you listen to. What you watch, sure, you may not know those people personally, but you are still surrounding yourself with you know a set of knowledge and a set of beliefs that is going to benefit you. And one of those people I like to quote unquote surround myself with, um, which you know, not a friend, I can't say I personally know him at all, uh, but it's Kevin O'Leary. And Kevin O'Leary, if the name maybe sounds familiar, he's uh, from Shark Tank, uh, the TV show here in America, and he's kind of the grumpy guy. He's the one that usually sits in the middle. Uh, the bald guy, and I, I find him, I've read his books, and his approach to money, his approach to uh, you know just building wealth is, is very solid. I, I agree with it. I'm, I'm basically doing what um, you know he says, not that I'm doing it because he says it. I've already you know was doing it, but to hear him give his thoughts just kind of reinforces my thought process that, okay, yeah, Clay, you're, you're not being a total moron. You're not being an idiot. What you're doing makes sense. And that's always encouraging when you see other people, especially when those other people happen to be billionaires and Kevin O'Leary, uh, him and Mark Cuban are the only, uh, of the main sharks, because if you're familiar with the show, sometimes they'll bring in you know just guest people and stuff like that. But even now that I think about it from all the guests, I believe him and Mark Cuban are the only billionaires on the show. Point being, I think, again, not a revolutionary discovery on my part, but I think listening to people that are billionaires and listening to advice they have to give is relatively wise. Am I sitting here saying they have every single answer and that you should listen to every single thing they do? I'm not gonna go that far, but is it at least rational? Is it at least a logical thought to have, to, to listen to the advice, listen to you know the words that come out of a billionaire's mouth? Yeah, I, I think it does, especially when it comes to money, at least, right? I mean, if a billionaire has been divorced 17 times, I'm not quite sure you want to listen to their thoughts and advice about marriage and how to have a productive marriage, right? If a billionaire weighs 450 pounds and is missing all their teeth, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you don't want to listen to that billionaire about health and, you know, teeth care and all that sort of stuff, right? But when it comes to money, yeah, you know, I'm 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 gonna listen. Not saying I'm gonna follow, but it's at least list, uh, worth listening to. Which brings us full circle to an article I found, uh, and uh, let's see, CNBC make it, and the title is just Kevin O'Leary. So again, the person I talked about. This is the age when you should have at least one hundred thousand dollars saved. 
So of course, just scanning through the headlines, I thought, okay, well, let's see how am I doing and, and what do I, you know, what does he think, uh, you know, is the age, why does he think that way, what's his logic behind that? So let's get into the article and there's a, a couple of key things here that really stand out, which again, you sh I'm, I'm assuming you're on board with given that, well, let me take a step back. If this is your first podcast ever that you've listened to, then yeah, we're just getting to know each other. You don't quickly, or you don't actually know how uh, kind of the philosophy around here. But if you have been around for a long time, then I, I would assume that you're, you're all for uh, what he's got to say. So let's pick up here with the article. Although Shark Tank star Kevin O'Leary says he doesn't like to peg a number, quote unquote, to certain financial milestones, he does believe there's a point in one's life where they should have at least six figures saved. By the time you hit 33 years old, you should have $100,000 saved somewhere. Make that your goal, 33 and $100,000. O'Leary tells CNBC, make it. Why 33, O'Leary says, it's the tipping point in a person's life when they have to focus on saving money and if they don't, they fall behind the eight ball. While he admits that amount may sound impossible to most Americans, research has shown that a majority, 57%, according to 2018 GoBankingRates.com data, don't even have $1,000 saved. He says anyone can do it if you start saving early enough. And I think I've done podcasts before in the past when that, first, when that statistic first came out about 57% of Americans not even having a thousand dollars, and I'm I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole in this episode. But you see that, and then you see some of the other statistics that are out there about you know new cars and all those stats, and it's like and all these leases and just a variety of of, of little instances like that, which makes you just think, okay, you don't have a thousand dollars saved but you are driving some brand new car or you're, brand, you're driving some fancy car that you're leasing, huh, I mean, is it at least possible that maybe you could be doing a whole lot better saving up money if you just chose to drive some sort of used car that's three or four or five years old? Not that you have to go out there and buy some you know, $1,000 car from you know, 1987, but I mean, is it, is it, like I said, may, may, there's always unique cases, but as a, a general kind of thought, as a general framework for the thought process, is it at least possible that perhaps you're spending money in other areas of life that could be used to, to save money, to get above that $1,000, or in this case, to, to get up to that $100,000 by age 33. I'll tell you how so you save 20% of your paycheck and you let the market grow at 5% to 7% a year and you can get to $100,000, O'Leary says. For example, if you're 22 and making a median salary of 48,400 for new graduate graduates and you start saving 20% per paycheck, that amounts to 9,680 a year. Even if you keep the same salary and assume no interest, saving that amount for 11 years gets you to $106,000 by the age of 33. By investing the same money and assuming O'Leary's 5% growth, that gives you $144,000 in the same amount of time. And then it goes on to say that the S&P 500 index, which is basically the stock market. So the stock market has averaged annual returns of approximately 10% since its inception in 1926. So again, it's averaged right around 10%, but 
but according to these numbers, it's only 5%, which, which is good because maybe you're thinking, I don't know about 20%. Well, okay, well then you could do 15% and the numbers still work themselves out or they get very, very close. And then of course, if you are um, you know, a, a couple or you have a couple different uh, income streams, then you know the, the, the scenarios can be molded. But the idea here is that $100,000 by age 33. And then the article goes on to say, you have to start in your 20s. You just have to, because you want to end up in your 60s with a boatload of cash sitting in investments so you can kick back and relax a little bit, O'Leary says. However, while he does advocate for saving as much uh, for saving as much as you possibly can, he believes it's more important. Okay, so let, let's, I, I wanna go. So he, he's totally saying, listen, save as much as possible, $100,000 by you know age 33, but he believes that there's one thing that's more important. So what is it that he believes is more important than everything we've been talking about up till now? To be debt free by age 45. So more important than anything else, as the article says, to be debt free by age 45. If you want financial freedom, you need to retire all debt. And yes, that includes your mortgage, O'Leary told CNBC Make It last year. The reason I say 45 is a turning point, or the reason I say 45 is a turning point, or in your 40s, is because think about a career. Most careers start in early 20s and end in the mid 60s, O'Leary said. So when you're 45 years old, the game is more than half over, and you better be out of debt because you're gonna use the rest of the innings in that game to accrue capital. So, or to accrue capital, excuse me. And then the article ends. So it's a, how are you doing in that regard? I mean, $100,000 by age 30, age 33, excuse me, or the more important part, and kind of the whole underlying idea here behind this podcast, behind you know what I have to offer you know from the classes uh, that I give at uh, moneywithclay.com, but you know, knocking out debt, retiring debt, as uh, Kevin O'Leary says. Most important thing, debt-free by 45, which includes having your house paid off. And that is possible, it, it's uh, completely doable. Do you need a plan? Well, absolutely. Do you need to have a strategy? Absolutely. Does it take some some forethought and you know not just all of a sudden, I mean, it just doesn't randomly happen, right? You, you don't just all of a sudden randomly at age 45, be like, hey, I'm totally debt free. Or you know, randomly by age 30, they're saying, oh, right, I, I got, th- I got $100,000 saved somewhere. It, it doesn't randomly happen, but it, it totally can happen. Does that mean that it's gonna be a miserable life? Does it mean that it's gonna be just, I can't have any fun? No, absolutely not. Now, you may need to cut back on some things or you may need to create some other income streams for yourself, but that doesn't mean that, oh, wow, to hit this, why would I ever go for that? I mean, you only live once, right? You, you gotta have fun. And the only way I could get up to $100,000 or the only way I could get debt-free by 45 is by, you know, rice, water, maybe a little bit of white bread. Definitely not like full grain or like whole grain wheat. That, that, that's, that's more expensive. I gotta get the white bread. That's, you know, 50 cents a loaf or whatever it is. No, absolutely not. I mean, I, you know, I, I can fully attend to, yeah, things not necessarily being easy all the time, but when you have a plan, when you have a strategy, and when you stick with the plan and strategy, things work themselves out. And these numbers, although sounding crazy, 
I mean, they're obtainable. When when I, I just ran the number real quick. I mean, okay, after age, you know, from 18, you graduate high school, and then the 33, that, that's 15 years. Granted, some people go to college, so it's not like they're gonna be making a ton of money to, uh, you know, be able to set aside. But you have 15 years to work with to get up to that $100,000. And once more, you're gonna get some growth along the way. So it's not like you literally have to set aside $100,000. This assumes that the the stock market will keep in with range of the averages. And uh, according to the article, averages right around 10%. But the numbers he gave was, let's just use 5%. If it averages 10, but using 5%, you know, it still went on to give up over $100,000. So I find that fascinating whenever you see what, what these uh, opinions are and where people think you should stand and why they think the way they do. I have to agree quite a bit with the logic. 30, uh, 33 is you know kind of a, a, a tipping point in terms of if you don't get it by that point, then, and you know he doesn't go into the math of compounding all that sort of stuff. But that's what he means when he says you fall behind the eight ball is it's gonna be harder for your money to, to start to compound upon itself or you know compounding if you wanna you know visualize it. It's kinda of like you push a snowball down a hill, right? And the, the snowball picks up more snow and no more snow. And you're not doing anything anymore, right? You, you just pushed it down, you formed that initial snowball and then you pushed it. But now the more time that passes as it goes down the hill, the bigger it's gonna get. And that's what you know he's talking about in that regard. But still, circling back to the whole getting debt-free by 45 because when you're debt-free, it, it just becomes, I, I suppose, yeah, easier is literally the, the word to use. It is easier to save money when you don't have payments going out to you know uh, car payments, mortgage payments, credit card payments, student loan payments, all that other sort of stuff. It, it sure does become a lot easier to save money and you can save money you know, that faster when you just get debt-free. And like I said, none of this is my opinion. I, I do agree with it. I think these numbers are, uh, they make sense. And especially the 45 number, because that is, that's that's the midpoint. I mean, if you, if you look at the averages, now if it's 47, okay. If it's 43, great. Now, so like I said, there, I don't think there's anything magic about these years, but it's more of a philosophy that, you know, when, when you get right around halfway through your career, you better, I mean, and if you're still paying debts, that's gonna be hard to hit all these other you know, goals in terms of you know, the money that you're trying to set aside. So I think that makes sense. I think he's on the right track there. And once again, this is a billionaire talking about numbers and he is not, the, I know uh, Mark Cuban also, somebody else I respect, he's all for you gotta get rid of debt, gotta get rid of debt and all that. And uh, you know, if, if, if billionaires keep saying you know, the same common thing, such as just get rid of debt, get rid of debt. I don't know, maybe there's a little bit of truth to it and it's worth listening to it. And somebody that's personally, you know, debt-free myself, like I said, it is, it's, it's easy to save money. It's easy to have extra money. It's easy to grow your money when you don't have any payments, such as student loans, you know, credit cards, house payments, car payments, all of that. If you are interested, I do offer, like I said, a, a class at uh, Clay or uh, MoneyWithClay.com, and that is called the Slab Money Method. And in short, it's basically the strategy that I use to pay off over $160,000 in, in debt. Like I said, I am debt free, so I go over it step by step by step. Okay, first do this, and then do this, and then do this, 
and then focus on this. I, I, it's literally, in fact, there's a checklist and there's you know all sorts of downloads and, and uh, stuff that come with it that you can print out and that way you have a visual representation of what you need to do first, second, and third. And none of this is just some sort of you know empty words, empty sales pitch. And I, I again, I realize kind of the irony in that because right now these are all still words, but that program, the Slab Money Method, comes with a one year, not 30 day, not 14 day, a one year money back guarantee because I I know it works. It's just numbers. And at the end of the day, that's a cool thing is you when you know the numbers and you know that if you follow the process and do the numbers that I tell you to do, then it will work because again, it's well, it's it's just numbers. So that's why I can offer the one year money back guarantee. So yeah, if you think that this is some sort of smoke and mirrors. Uh, yeah, smoke and mirror things don't give one year money back guarantees. So if you're interested, just go to moneywithclay.com and uh, that's called the slab money method. And uh, in fact, now that I think about it, on the on this very podcast, when I bring on guests every now and then, um, off the top of my head, Kainoa, I know is somebody that's gone through it and he is now debt free and, uh, you know, he's, and he's even a younger person. He's just been absolutely beast mode in it. So I mean, it, it definitely works. It's, it's a process, it's a strategy, it's a plan, but again, that's what you need, right? You just don't wake up and have $100,000 by age 33. You don't just wake up and are debt-free by age 45. You need to have a plan, you need to have a strategy, and if you'd like a little assistance in that, if you'd like some guidance in how I personally did it and how I got myself debt-free and I'm now you know growing wealth and, and all that, again, you can just uh, check out that class. But that's what I have. So how are you doing? I'm, I'm curious, let me know. $100,000, 33, or debt-free by 45, including your mortgage, but now at least you have some goals. And once again, these goals are not coming from some stranger on a podcast, they're coming from somebody that is a billionaire, and uh, you know, not the only billionaire to be talking in this sort of way. So get out there, and like I said, if you need some assistance and need some guidance in forming together a plan and a method that works, check out my stuff. If not, I wish you all the best. Point here being, get out there and get started. You have some numbers to hit. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there, and I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the Slab Money Method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.